0: I got. I gotta know. It's been so long. I gotta know like the most rust things that I missed so far. Like I feel like I'm like several episodes behind on the rust and the restless. Did
1: you like try to? Ch- did you accidentally choke to death f- on like an egg sandwich or like give us some of the classics? Some of the. Did you buy too much shredded wheat? <laughs> um. So a few. <laughs> did you get a big
2: four scoop ice cream and lick it and it all fill in. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago, I did as I was like setting the table. A uh, dinner fork fell off the plate and like landed tines down on my foot.
0: Ah! Oh. And broke the skin. Oh. Shoot! Is it your horrid foot that you've been sending me pictures of yeah, against same, my will? Same foot. Same foot. <laughs> wow, that's a foot's really been through it.
1: I'm not getting any rust foot pics. <laughs> <laughs>
0: russ sent me this was a brutal one russ this is like a few days after his son or a couple weeks after his son was born russ told me like um oh man it, he's growing up so big i can't believe i can't believe how much he's changed just in a few weeks and i was like "Oh, send me a pic and fucking send me a pic of his toe and how it has evolved and got worse <laughs> in the weeks since the last time he sent me a picture of his toe which i did walk right into it yeah. I walked right in sure
2: oh. lovely um, I do want to mention, though, I am a little bit, um, I, I wouldn't say disappointed, but I do want to say, like, this is my first time getting a um, baby at launch, and mm. I mean, the first impression for me has been, like, very good, and I've enjoyed it, but it is kind of shocking that, like, I think in this day and age, to have a baby that's, like, at launch doesn't have, like, crawling, for example, seems... Yeah, yeah it's BS. <laughs> but, like... I mean, no solid foods at launch. Like, wh- how do you consider yourself competitive in the marketplace at this point? baby? And
1: yeah. they, and a lot of the challenges of those first three months of the baby are attributed to they're not done yet. And that's why they call it the fourth trimester, mm-hmm. because their stomach's not done being built up. And it's like, well, then keep them in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the fourth
3: trimester is a layperson term. It's actually called the Bethesda trimester. Um, right. <laughs>
0: Um, Yeah, and the the problem is one of the big ones is the exploits Mm. that you can do with kids this age. I heard that if you whisper the right words into Russ's son's ear, you see Keanu Reeves naked. (laughs) And it's like, could we not? I do want to mention, though,
2: the the one upside is he is free to play, uh, which has been great. There really is no upfront cost at all. And I'm sure that'll just be consistent throughout. Like, it's a pretty
3: low uh, lift in terms of expenses. Also people think it's controversial not to include, you know, the name in the credits with um your children, but I do mm. actually support Russ tattooing his name onto the forehead of his child.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean How is how is Justin Jr. doing by the way? I'm in uh, <clears throat> we we went with ES actually. Sorry what? Yes. ES. ES.
2: Yeah. Egg sandwich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My name
0: is Justin backright and I know the best game
1: of the week. My name is Griffin McRoy, I know the best motion control of Zelda game from two thousand eleven.
3: My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know a Zelda game that is on the Nintendo Switch.
1: My
2: name is Russ Rushing down to the best game of the week.
3: Welcome back, Is the baby.
2: Sleeping is the baby. Is sleeping? the baby
1: asleep right now, Russ? Uh, is, that, is
2: that why we got a reduced volume? He, he is. He is pretty milked up at the moment, so he's not okay. doing no, all right. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna. It's, it's a new era, isn't it? it An is. era. The era of four dads. <laughs> <laughs> for dad era. So this
0: is the besties where we are talking about the latest and greatest in home, interactive, inter me- Oh, yeah, folks. We still have time to game. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. These dads still love to game. And uh, this week we were talking about, this is a, it's a book club, by the way. It goes, uh, it's a video game. We st- we. By the way, no. where you were going, we went back to, it's a book club for video games of video game club. Is that it's a book club?
2: yeah, video that's games right. Colon, a video game club, yeah, that's yeah, that's right, <laughs> no. that's right, that's right.
0: This is a video game club, and just personally, listening, you are a member. We're going to talk about th- this. Is a show that is not just about video games, though, it's about fashion, it's about interactive design, engineering, mm. right? Uh, genetics, bioluminescence. But today, we're going to be zooming in on video games, folks. They have come a long way since Pac Man. Have you seen these things? I love them.
1: I was I was playing one of these the other day, and uh-huh. the characters were moving around all weird. And mm. it turned out that they were other that they were actual other people that I guess I had downloaded them from a website or something. Mm. Um, but they shot they shot me to death. Oh no! Did,
0: is, have you guys seen this white tennis? My nephew came to me and said, why tennis? And handed me this thing. I said, I don't know why tennis because it's great for you yeah. and a lot of fun. <laughs> but we played this thing, and the rackets are invisible on this one. And you're just swinging around the Y and 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 knocking it back and forth. He's even got one with this little, uh, it's a sword. And this, uh, this young lady runs around in, in her green hood and uh, boots, and she runs around and... Um,
1: that's her, name, mm-hmm. her name is Zelda.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah, well, she's in it apparently at some point. Uh, I did not see this. This is just this little, this little green clad figure. But you, you when you wiggle around, right. it's a
3: sword. The
1: sword goes like the tennis racket does. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah for sure.
3: What are we talking about can, this week?
1: We're talking about Skyward Sword. And we're really, just trying to not talk about it, aren't we? <laughs> let's let's let us. I I can I let do us. the exp- can I do the explain? Yeah, go for yeah. yeah I love time. that. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword was a 2011 uh, Wii motion-controlled entry in the Zelda franchise. It utilized the Wii Motion Plus peripheral, which was a box that you plugged into the bottom of the Wii remote to make it perform better. Eventually, I actually the, like the Wii Remote Plus, by the way. I think it made it a more attractive form factor. Yes, and more pleasant
0: to hold. Ev- I like the Wii Motion Plus.
1: Eventually, they would incorporate that technology into the core Wii remote Mm. so that you wouldn't need this, like, what was essentially a counterweight for your hilt of your master sword, essentially. Um, But the entire game was designed around motion controls. The sword, you swung the Wii remote and your sword would swing either, you know, horizontally, vertically, diagonally. You could stab. Uh, You could aim your bow and arrow or your uh, slingshot uh, with, with the Wii Motion Plus uh virtually all of the game's sort of special tools and mechanics were built around these motion controls to varying degrees of success Uh, uh the that facet of it is sort of the make or break whether or not you're going to enjoy it i really liked it i i did not think the motion controls were as bad as a lot of other people made them out to be uh, particularly things like aiming the bow and arrow and firing off uh, an arrow, like that felt really, really good for you know the time twenty eleven. Like that was sort of new and exciting in Skyward Sword HD. If you want to, you can pop off those Joy Cons and play it with a a you know fairly accurate recreation of those motion controls. Weirdly, I think not as good. Um, or you can play now with a a controller and when you play with a controller uh, most of those motion controls are aped by the movement of the right stick so if you're playing without motion controls you swing the right stick uh you flick the right stick right to swing your sword to the right uh and and vice versa and you can probably fill out the rest from there um but it is important if you've never played this game to understand virtually every fight that you get into you have to use the master sword in the correct way. Like they will block, the, every enemy has like a block they will do to a certain direction and you have to swing against that direction to break, break their, their guard and do damage to them. Um, Griffo, let me stop you there. Uh, we're gonna take a
3: quick break and we'll come right back to talk more about Skyward Sword HD. Besties. RocketMoney.com slash besties.
0: Griffin, you were discussing the combat. Would you say that the one to one sword of play not only works, it turns every fight into a dynamic puzzle requiring pattern recognition and swift, decisive movement? <laughs> For, would you say that fights against fellow swordsmen feel like proper duels more so than any motion based game ever oh has my before? Gosh. Are you? Would you say
1: that? Are you reading my
0: uh, joystick Your review? Your 2011 joystick review yeah. of Skyward Sword. Yes. Am I holding <laughs> you accountable for everything you say here to make sure it jives?
1: Yeah. Has it? Yes, I am. Every word so far. You're doing good. Thank you. Yeah. Um. The the I would say the combat is it is okay. It's undeniably pretty neat to battle in this way. Every other Zelda game, even uh, Breath of the Wild. There is not a whole lot of strategy to it aside from, you know, you press the button that does the sword attack. And sometimes you do a jumping sword attack and, you know, you can block and whatever. In Skyward Sword, you have... There, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do while you're fighting. There's a really great, like, shield bash counter maneuver that in some of the, like, tougher fights you, you have to execute. I would say that the combat is, like, where this game really, really shines. Um, but it is to to like summarize my thoughts on it it is a a bending of the zelda like formula to the point where it kind of breaks and therefore like sort of it, it, skyward sword hd walks and trips down a flight of stairs so that breath of the wild could run <laughs> is how i feel about it cuz there's mm. so many mechanics there's so much stuff here that was new and fresh and like had never been in a zelda game before and i don't know 10 years later i am not i am not sure it is as successful oh. as uh, i first thought yeah okay
2: so Here's here's the deal. We we talked about Skyward Sword somewhat recently when we were ranking all the Zelda games. And yes. if people will recall, I shat on it pretty intensely. Um, yeah. It, I really didn't love it when it came out. The things that I mentioned were like, the beginning is super slow. That's still true. Um, and I didn't like the motion controls. I know Griffin felt strongly he liked them, but they never did it for me. They always felt kind of clumsy and uh, annoying. And... Um, So in addition to the fact that you can use button controls for this for swinging and stuff like that, the other major feature, and this seems ridiculous, is you can now skip through dialogue and skip every cutscene, and you know what, it kind of changed the entire game for me, because I was able to sprint through that really obnoxious, long-winded, you're in Skyloft talking to everyone, and everyone's talking slowly, and Fee shows up and talks to you slowly, and... All that stuff can be kind of breezed through because spoiler alert, the story in Zelda games is usually kind of not great for the most part. Um, and you're able to get to the stuff that I think really, really works in this, which is, I think the dungeon designs are fantastic. I think the um, the tools you're given are like really unique for a Zelda game. Uh, you know, the the remote control beetle, the, um, you get this like bellowing wind, this thing that shoots wind out. Um, even the bombs, this if I recall, were the, this was really the first game where the bombs had, like, actual physics to them, where you can, like, roll yeah, them. Yeah, you can kind
1: of bowl them or toss them, but they, they they roll, and there's a lot of, like, throw this bomb onto this ramp in a specific way right. where it will roll down and blow up the crap. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I, got and, good and, bombs, this one.
2: Yeah, and, and that's all Breath of the Wild stuff is, like, creative use of the environment using physics is, like, very new for a Zelda game. Whereas previous Zelda games, all the physics was like canned physics. So I really do think, look, it's not my favorite Zelda game ever, but I do think the changes they've made here have made it a a Zelda game that I'm actually eager to go and play. Whereas before I was just like, nah, I'm literally never going to play this game again. And that's a pretty remarkable turnaround. I can't think of another game that's ever done that. Yeah. Uh, get in mean, there, Juice. Go for it, I, get, get forward, juice. Juice. You I know, know you feel you, strongly. I, I'm dousing take, I'm sucks. D- I'll give you that. Dowsing really sucks.
0: The whole thing, I it's it's okay. This is such a weird thing. It's just the whole thing is weird because what you've done is you've taken out the the absolute center of what this thing is. And you do miss it because it's what the entire thing was designed around. Was this was this motion control with the? I mean, and there are like weird kludgy solutions for everything, right? Like, but none of it feels right because it wasn't like the fun of this thing was designed around. What if we could make sword fighting in a Zelda game fun with these Wii motion controls? And like that was the the core of the thing. And so like it doesn't feel good. Like all of it feels weird and bad. Like, and there's weird stuff like to free look you hold in the left shoulder button Uh, yeah which is just like the default for every game so i've got like my fucking arthritis is flaring up because i'm like just want to be able to free look like i can in every modern video game on the planet it is worth noting like free look constantly it is
2: important to note the original skyward sword had literally no free look it wasn't even an option in the game So you had to constantly drop into first person to like look around these rooms. So even though it is annoying to hold down a button, I kind of get it because you have to use that right stick for the sword controls. I'd much rather it be in there than not. And it actually does make exploring these environments much more pleasurable to actually be able to look around.
0: But there's no reason that it couldn't because they're what what they've done is, right? So the the right stick that you would use to look around Mm. is now mapped to the sword, right? So you can't. So you can't do that. But then at that point, I would be the person standing up in the meeting like, then we shouldn't make this. This, (laughs) We shouldn't do it. Let's do, let's, let's port mother three into English. Let's do anything else. We shouldn't do this because it's, it feels bad like and uh what else feels like oh it's so boring <laughs> uh walking through the forest is so stupid and boring it's like a maze for no reason and it's not a magical maze it's just a forest that has like lots of different levels and stuff to like get lost on and get hung up on they're like really fu- if you do a real okay here here okay 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 okay, okay, okay. oh my there are so many segments in this game where you do like you climb a thing and you swing on a vine and then you jump over another thing and then you c- climb across some vines. And when you get to the top, there's a big log, right? And the, the you push the log down, and then it's like it, you could from now on you can just jump up on the log. Justin did, and then that is the that is the and I know that that is not an, a completely unheard of video game mechanic, sure. right? But it is this tacit admission in this game specifically of like, well, we know how not enjoyable that was, and you for sure never going to want to do it again as long as you live. So here's a log that you can jump on from now on because that can sucked. I can
2: I ask you on this question how 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 much how far did you get in playing this because I do, I got yeah go ahead.
0: Yeah, I got in that first dungeon, you know what sure. I mean? The bo- What's the boring one? Oh, uh, I don't know, it's really boring. <laughs> and you're just running around doing nothing. Oh, there's so many crystals you have to shoot with a slingshot. Uh, thank you for bringing me into your fantasy world, by the way. F- thanks for all the great fantasy gear. What's this, a slingshot? Oh, man, that's so fun. Except even that is robbed of the joy that it had when you played on the Wii because then you could, like... You know, you're pretending to point a slingshot. Like that makes sense, right? I mean, there's a slingshot. As the first a thing you would Zelda get,
2: because that doesn't have No, 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 but I'm
0: saying in this one, it would be fun, you know, if I had like a, a motion controller and I was like doing the thing that you do with the Wii Like it's built to be fun doing it without well, playing I, hear, it that I, way. I would
2: counter that. Okay, so one of the first items you get is and I mentioned this earlier, the remote control beetle. And I remember playing this game on Wii and even though I liked the idea of the Beetle, the idea that every time I shot the Beetle, I had to, like, motion control my way through its flight path fucking sucked. I always hated it. And the fact that I have it now and I just use a an analog stick to control it, it feels great to me. I'd, I'd rather those um, smoother control processes than having to, like, constantly, like, oh, I'm, in, I'm doing a first-person, like... Um, uh, with the slingshot as well, like I, I, it just it's like cute for one one time and then gets old to me. So I'd rather just play it like a straight Zelda game, which this feels, except for the sword fighting, feels like a straight Zelda game to me.
0: I the, the I'll give you a. Good, this is I'm gonna like like because I'm sure uh, obviously like just looking at the reviews, a lot of people enjoy this more than I did. There be sculchulas, right? They're like uh, giant skull spiders that hang down from the ceiling. And what you do is if you attack them from the front, it doesn't hurt them, but they got this big glowy gem on their back or whatever, and their tummy. And if you hit them there, then they die. Um, and you don't really, when you come across one, it's kind of like if you hit it, it swings away and then swings back in, into you and hurts you. What you can eventually figure out is if you hit it with like a sideways slash, you can start it spinning. Right. And then eventually the gem ends up uh, uh, in yeah. front of like facing you, the tummy gem. And you, I struggled with this over and over and over again because it's like I would swing again. Once the tummy gym was facing me, I would swing and it would just start swinging the skulltula around again because I wasn't hitting the tummy. And what I finally like literally, and I'm sure it told me this one (laughs) time in one of the dialogue things I skipped, but if you press the right thumbstick in, it will stab.
2: Like (laughs) what if (laughs) I
0: like, if I had had a motion controller 5 minutes ago I would have like just tried to stab it, right? Because it would be intuitive and fun the way it was designed to be. This just feels like such a I mean, it, it seems like, to me like you should have just played it with motion controls <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like what do you, in what you sense? Can you can play it this with, with the motion controls with the
1: Joy-Con. Well.
0: I I have a Switch light That's not no. I actually can't do that. Okay. So Fair.
3: take that smart aleck <laughs> Chris, what are your thoughts? I I have no major thoughts. I played a little bit of this, and it kind of depressed me, and I, I didn't want to just dunk on a Zelda game that I yeah. know a lot of people love, and I knew that Justin was going to bring some heat, and I knew that Fresh was going to bring some love. All I'll say um, about the motion controls is that motion controls— Did you have
0: fun—like, can I just ask, just hot take, like— I don't know how much of it you played. I don't really care, but like, was it fun?
3: <laughs> no, but I didn't I didn't like it on Switch at all. So like, it, it just isn't for me. On and Wii, like,
0: yeah, Russ, a lot of it, actually. It seems like right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it, anyway, all I wanted to say was the motion controls on Switch are, uh, they're a mystery to me and a bummer because they don't have the precision of like playing on the Wii. Understandably, they don't have the same setup. So it... Motion controls work and they worked for the Wii when they work like a hundred percent of the time. They right. didn't work on Kinect because they didn't work like I don't know 60% 5%? of the time. No, yeah. no, 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 like right. being, being like super serious. I, I really think they like even if they didn't work one percent of the time, that means one out of a hundred times you try to use a button, it doesn't work. And if you think about how often mm-hmm. you're tapping buttons, that's a lot, like that's a whole lot. So I, I think that that is the issue that I've had with motion controls on Switch in general is, mm-hmm. honestly, the fail rate is quite small. But when you're doing so many repetitive motions, you're going to hit that fail number time after time yeah. after time. And it's just, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't work as well as I'd hope. But that said, like I said, I, I'm glad that this game has a version that people can actually enjoy. <laughs> like, that seems pretty great. And it's been cool... Seeing uh, a lot of people kind of give it a second shot, like this does feel like a game worthy of a second shot. Unlike, say, that that Choo Choo Train Zelda game, um you know, like <laughs> I think it's called Zelda
1: it, Zelda Magic Choo Choo. Yeah, was the name. Yeah, of that yeah, 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 the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's weird having a Zelda game that I remember not a stitch of. Like, I don't remember anything about this game, which is wild because I did review it ten years ago. Uh, it's for me. I, 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 we've only been talking about the controls, uh, which is do, do, doing the game something of a disservice. There is, there are some great parts of this game. There are some genuinely redeeming parts of this game. For me, the issue is not the controls because I've, I've been playing it. I just cleared the third temple or so. Like I feel pretty accustomed to them. Uh, it is the amount of filler that is present in the game. And Justin touched on some of this, because you, you hit it instantly. As soon as you get to that, the the setup for the first temple, like you have to douse, where you mm. switch into first person mode and you aim your sword around and uh, look for, I think, three Koroks that are hiding all around the, this, this forest. And you do that, and it's like, well, that wasn't exactly f- fun, but um, now I'm ready to go into this temple, okay. And then you get to the second area, and it's like, okay, now you need to find five pieces of the key by dousing. Yeah. And then you can go in the temple. And it's like, okay, this isn't fun, but the, I am excited to get to that next temple. And then you get to the third area, and it's like, okay, now you need to douse to find these three generators. And it's like, holy shit. Like, I, 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 and I, if memory serves, it doesn't get much better like you go back to the same four areas to and and things change in those areas because of like world events and new tools that you get um but the the i don't know the stuff between the temples has been a real drag and uh i i hit a i hit a wall where i just kind of put the game down for a couple days before the third temple because i was just so tired of dousing for shit uh and and to me that is the issue is that it is I, I don't know. There's a, there's so much filler, and it do, it genuinely doesn't need it because this game's huge. It's like a fifty hour long Zelda game, which is t- too long <laughs> for a for a uh, a Zelda game that isn't Breath of the Wild. There's also I
0: can, can I say also there you fly a bird in this and. Um... It sucks so bad, like flying the bird. It's very feels, slow. It, it doesn't. It's so slow and rotten. And if you go up, if you want to go, uh, there's things above you. Sometimes, if you want to go up to them, you can't go up to them too fast, or you'll just stop because bird air flight physics. You know how when you're riding a giant bird in real mm-hmm. life, you when you're flying up too fast and having too much fun, it stops completely. That's definitely represented here. Um, the only good thing about it is that you can jump off the uh you to, to ride your bird you jump off your floating home and that's kind of fun uh when you are flying through the air and you you call for your beer, bird uh and you can uh to you jump onto the back of your yeah. bird that's that's kind of um i would say that's kind I'm, of i'm fun. gonna
2: put a pin in this by saying it's important that people remember even though i actually think this game and you guys haven't really gotten there but this game has some of the better dungeons that zelda has ever done uh dungeon three for example is like uh, this very cool time warping like jumps in the future jumps in the past stuff
1: um but this is also the one with a pirate ship dungeon that if memory serves that like beats ass yeah the dungeons i think are
2: actually exceptionally good for a zelda game but that said not the
1: best boss fights some 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 shitty boss fights here and there. That the boss said, fight in the third dungeon is not. It great. is okay, still
2: yes. the third best Zelda uh, game on Switch. So you've got obviously Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. You've got the remake of uh, Link's Awakening, which is also really good. And then you've got this. So the fact of the matter you is, if you you can play Link to the Past on, on the SNES, yeah,
1: you can play sure. Link. To so fine, on the Four, SNES, so the fourth, the fourth,
2: fourth best. And then the original fourth Zelda, best. if you want to include that, so
1: fifth, fifth <laughs> best. This is fifth better best. than the original
2: Zelda um uh
1: probably
0: yeah
2: so but it, so look it is not by any means my favorite zelda game but i do think even though it i completely agree it has a slow start and some filler in it the parts that are good are very good and worth experiencing if you are a zelda fan and this is coming from someone who genuinely hated playing the first one so really it's, keep it's, that it, in mind yeah, that it yeah. is it's, quite a turnaround so i don't know consider it
0: I think you could say that as the flagship component of the Zelda franchise's 25th anniversary, you couldn't ask for a better identikit of the series. As it moves through the all-too-familiar cycle of temples, okay. tools, and timeframes. Hey, Justin, Justin. Yes. Justin. Justin
3: <laughs> could you say that somewhere within Skyward Sword slumbers the best Zelda game of all time? It is choked by a dozen hours of needless cruft, but it's there. It's Mascabans. right! I'm
1: fucking right! <laughs> I was right then and I'm right now! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Griffin uh, a question for you Which band did you reference With your deck on this review Ooh. Ooh, wow. Oh wow think, think about it 2000, it's 2011 Where is, 2011. Where is a, 2011. a young Griffin's mind 10 years ago Think
0: of it put yourself in 2011 You're reviewing Skyward Sword think, you what, might be, what is your deck
3: You might be listening to a certain soundtrack
1: it, It's three words Oh god a certain soundtrack
3: Let me just say The song is going to change your life
1: Oh no! Was it fucking uh, such great heights? <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed oh, it no. was. Indeed it Ooh. was. Oh man! <laughs> Fuck, that's good. All right, hey,
0: we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take another break and be right back to talk about the steam deck and how it will change the entire planet. But first, commercialism. To get this new customer offer and get your new 3 month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com/besties that's mintmobile.com/besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mintmobile for
2: details this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box highly recommend it. I'm really really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's a u r a frames.com promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Well,
0: this was a this is a surprise, huh? This one kind of came out. Of it. it both it both came out of nowhere, but then also sort of like I feel like vibes of this thing have been sort of like bouncing around. The, what are you
2: talking about? The, the Steam oh, Deck,
0: Steam Rust, Deck, the new incredible private computer.
1: That you carry around <laughs> in your pocket if you have <laughs> jinkos. It's, it's Gabe's private computer. We know the problem with computers is sometimes the screen's too big, and if you're looking at yucky stuff on there, people see it. So we've made the Steam Deck a private computer that fits in your hand. Uh, yeah, you could this one. You can
0: leave your passwords right in it because it is a private computer. This is like you. your library computer, folks. This is the one you can put your passwords right into.
1: Uh, uh, Russ set this up. Okay,
2: so this has been rumored for a while. Uh, I remember there was a Gabe gave a speech where he's talking about like how they wanted to produce a handheld gaming PC effectively. and uh, you know, knowing valve, he says a lot of things. so there's really no telling what they're gonna actually do versus not. but they actually went ahead and did this. Um, it is a, as people mentioned, a handheld gaming PC uh, fully integrated with Steam. So the idea is that you can run, any games that you already own on Steam on this handheld gaming PC, assuming that they're not like extremely, extremely, you know, three D intensive, amazing games, because it it you know, hardware wise, it's not like you, you know, it's not like having a three eighty graphics card in there. But it Just uses a caveat.
1: It is running. It is running Linux, right? I was going to say it's that sort of standard. So there's some
3: games that have been well, confirmed that they caveat to the caveat. It's running a version of Linux that apparently will translate Windows. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> is what they're talking about, which, I I mean, it, I, yeah. It, I've talked to some
2: wild. people, some developers, about, like, how feasible that is, and it sounds like it is doable, but I, don't, I wouldn't expect, like, newer PC games to really be able to come out on Steam Deck as well, because, you know, it's not a perfect translation of getting Linux yeah. games to work on whatever. But I would say... Um, where it's really cool is for, at least for me, well, I, where I look at it as like a really cool device is just as an indie platform. I mean, uh, you know, this whole, these last three, four years that the switch has been around, whenever there's an opportunity to get a game on uh, an indie game and it's multi-platform, I usually opt for switch just because of the portability of it. Um, this might change that, um, decision for me because I'll have, you know, a higher end device a Switch Pro, if you will, that will handle all that stuff while also having, like, all my library of games. This thing can also be, like, booted up with any OS you want because there's an SD card. You could just flash an SD card with any OS. And so that'll open up the gates for stuff like emulators, stuff like you'll be able to do remote play on, you know, from PS5 and whatever. Um, So it kind of becomes an all-in-one. Obviously, the only thing you'd be missing then is the first-party Nintendo games that you get on a Switch. But other than that, I think it really is a very interesting product for people that play predominantly handheld, which I certainly do.
1: Great price point, too, for what for what it is yeah remind Uh, people that
2: what is it 400 so so they came out with
1: three tiers the lowest tier has 64 gigs of internal emmc internal storage uh and that's 400 bucks uh but then the next two versions have the nvme ssds which are Uh, a lot faster Mm -hmm. so if loading times are like a thing for you uh one is 256 gigs that's 529 bucks and then one is 512 gigs which is 649 bucks um which like you know that's that's pricey when compared to a switch but when compared to a a gaming pc like these are these are quite affordable and specs wise like these are about on par with with like xbox one like,
2: yeah, that's a they're there, about good way to think of it. the The interesting thing is that there have been handheld gaming PCs before. Like, there are a number of them. You can find them on Amazon by a number of different makers, but they're all like very scattered and kind of, you know, they've all got giant keyboards on them. And there's not really been a unifying device that will like be like, oh, this is the go to handheld PC. And I do think, assuming they can manufacture enough of these this has the potential to be that. Like, this is becomes, like, the standard for handheld yeah. gaming PCs. And uh, I, I think that'll be really uh, cool. The one thing that, that kind
0: of surprised, like, that, that jumped out at me a little bit is uh, this thing's fucking heavy.
3: Yeah. It's
0: real heavy. To a point where it's gonna be, like, I don't know about, like,
3: long-term... Portable how heavy is it? This. Like
0: how heavy is it? Oh, it's a it's a pound
1: and a half. The, for for comparison,
3: t- it, I, I saw a video that compared it to like a little heavier than a Nintendo Switch with a PSP taped onto it. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's heavier. That it, it is a uh, one and a half. We use like you remember the wii u gamepad with the mm. screen in it if you d- want the it's like 50 percent heavier than that it's a pound and a half like it
1: is i'm diesel though like i'm ripped like, yeah you no know,
0: i know you're ripped but i feel like some some this is just like begging and this is my age coming through but like it begging for carpal tunnel it is 50 percent heavier than the heaviest portable ever made like nothing else ever made even comes like can you guys think of any and i can like i don't have like a list of all the weights i just looked at everything in like the the nintendo uh family can you think of like any portable that might gear
1: with all its batteries probably pretty damn heavy yeah there's some heavy ass batteries virtual boy the way i played it (laughs) 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 um okay
0: shout out russ shout out Game gear with all its batteries Two pounds, yeah, yeah. buddy. Wow, <laughs> so you, are, I, you are right about that. I just that hit console that everybody <laughs> loved and bought the Game Gear. Now, plug a TV tuner into that, bitch. I was son of a
2: bitch. eight years old when I played that game. I played Echo on that thing. I, if, if my eight year old little bird arms could handle
1: it, I'm sure I could handle this. Yeah, this, the, it, it, there's also going to be like a, a dock that comes with it that you can run into a TV. Like, it's it is it, it is so funny to me that this really did come out around the same time that the Switch Pro was not <laughs> announced. Uh, this is what they, th- they were thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it Instead really is. It, it is also the fact that the Steam Deck was announced th- on the same day that Elgato announced their Stream Deck <laughs> is proof of a benevolent god that loves us all and wants us all to be so happy uh, that he just gives us little treasures like that. What do you think that was like at Elgato w- when they were like, yeah, shit. What did they do? They announced our Stream Deck? No, it's a different <laughs> <No>. thing. <laughs> um the the thing that i
0: i am very excited about this piece of hardware i i i think that it is uh i i think it's extremely cool my concern with it is i i worry that this and i i mean this is not enough to keep me from pre-ordering one i did pre-order one but uh in terms of like long-term viability i worry about this walking the line between like being a pc and all the like flexibility that that offers, but also being a console and the sort of like promise of stability and reliability that that entails. I I worry that they hove too far because I don't want to have to be fooling with a lot of the junk that you don't have to mess with on a typical console in terms of like, you you know, updates and patching and the ability to like, you know, different mods and stuff like that. Like I, I want it to be fairly, um, you know, uh, I don't want a, you know, a closed garden, but
2: I want it closed enough where I it, don't have yeah. to fuck with it. I, at, I sure. get that. I, I think my uh, for people that are looking for that, like, kind of quote safe garden, I think people will just use the Steam functionality. Anything on Steam more or less is going to work fine, and you'll know uh, certainly because the hardware is standardized. There will be reviews that be like, "Oh, this runs really great on a Steam Deck," for example. For people that want something more. Uh, versatile you have that option to like go online and find a like weird uh, OS that you can flash onto the device to turn it into whatever the hell you want and that's that weird
3: OS Windows I mean yeah I mean I guess you could throw Windows on it sure yeah I mean I I what I'm excited about is the competition right like I don't even know if they expect this to be a thing that lasts for the next five to ten years and that they're just in the hardware business I think for them, they just want more people making portable video game machines like this that allows you to access the Steam store, right? I, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's their big investment. Yeah. So I, I have to imagine that we'll see companies like Razer getting into this market that have a lot more experience making this sort of hardware. Um, I think, like I hope, that this finally forces the hand on uh, Microsoft to like think about what does a portable gaming focused you know handheld look like, you know they they want Game Pass to be anywhere and everywhere, but like that doesn't that doesn't work super well when the best ways to play games portably are Switch and you know the Steam Deck and neither right. allow you to access Game Pass.
0: I would really like to see a, a version of this, and I I I don't know if we'll ever get it, but like. A version of this that is built specifically with uh playstation remote play in mind i mean there there's like solutions for that but nothing that feels like a hundred percent like even the um using the backbone Hmm. right is is a nice solution but i have to take my case off yeah (laughs) to, to, to use the backbone and you know it's still my phone so i have
2: to do i can't do like phone shit with it while i've got these the controller. I would be
0: in, very. A I would be like, very
2: surprised if Sony does not support this. Very close to launch. In if some at way, launch. yeah. Uh, consider that Sony supports iOS uh, Remote Play, Windows Remote Play, Mac Remote. Like. Every platform is effectively supported. There's no downside for them to support it on this, and I know Valve would be eager for it. So Yeah, they're not trying to push
1: Vita sales. Right. <laughs> so right. Get, it's also right. worth noting we didn't talk about this. The Steam Deck incorporates some of that Steam Link controller shit where they can simulate a mouse with two uh two individual trackpads and mouse buttons on the back or like a, a programmable buttons on the back of the thing. Yeah Which, if wild. you ever use Steam yeah, it worked really well actually for Steam Link. So like even games that aren't controller based you'll still be able to maybe be able to play. I don't know. I I I'm stoked. I think it's going to be awesome. Pre-ordering it was a fucking nightmare, yeah. but oh god. Uh, In a
0: very predictable yeah. way. You know what I mean? Like I even think I tricked myself right before like this is Valve, man. Maybe they've got it all figured out here and instant instantly the whole thing is is crapping the bed. I was I had a genuine like bottom pit of my stomach fear for almost the entire day that what if i had bought 10 of these <laughs> like i clicked en- i clicked enough things that valve i think could legally send me 10 yeah. and be like well, i don't know stupid <laughs>
1: it's your fault now
0: that'll be $6000 please
3: uh hey we got any questions from the audience yeah i'll 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 toss to them the first one is a little long and the rest are shorter uh, this one's from the smallest possible e Nintendo has a frustrating track record of not including accessibility options in their games. Remaking a motion control game led to some awkward results like holding L for camera and didn't leave them room to provide control remapping, even if they had tried. With intentional accessibility design in AAA games becoming more common, do you think we will see control remapping or any access options in Breath of the Wild 2? Or will Nintendo games stay at you get what you get with little to no customization?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that, but it is true that like I really can't think of any Nintendo games that allow control remapping. Um, some, I feel like there might have been a Metroid, maybe. But generally <laughs> speaking, switch, yeah,
3: they, they don't jump it. and run in uh, Breath of the Wild one but not in the way that you would want to. Oh, right. Very limiting. Very limiting. Yeah, I, I would love
2: to, but but uh, the point is well taken that they they have always been really reticent to do that and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know they feel like they're crafting the perfect version, but obviously not everyone plays the same way. So I would love to see it.
0: I wouldn't hold out too much. Hope. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's Nintendo. If you want things from them, they won't give them to you. Let's Let's remember, Nintendo, we won't give you what you want, but you want what we give you. And just to add a codicil in this case, but you may not be able to play it because we did not
3: think about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, next question, Nintendo. the next question is from Noah. Who's your favorite character in the franchise and why is it Groose? No. 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 Oh God. No. No. It ain't
1: Gruz. It's the, it's the guy who runs the cannonball minigame in um, uh, Wind Waker the one who d- you play Battleship. Y'all know who I'm talking about? He's the one who like runs the minigame in that first town you get to and tries to simulate the sounds of ocean combat with his mouth. And so he does a lot of, a uh, That dude's the fucking best. Yeah, I know I said him.
2: story uh, can, tends to be pretty weak in Zelda, but Wind Waker's story and writing is really exemplary.
1: Yeah.
0: Guys, it's 100% David Jr., Obviously David Jr. because his name's David Jr. Who? <laughs> Who is David? Well, David Jr. is at the top of Tingle Tower and he works with he's one of the Tingle siblings. Oh sure. And his name's David Jr. <laughs> you guys don't fuck with David Jr. <laughs> he's in Wind Waker and Four Swords Adventures and the Minish Cap. I just looked up his <laughs> his Zelda wiki page. His name's David Jr. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a David Senior. That might be too hey, fresh.
3: What else have you been playing this week? <laughs>
2: uh, clap hands. Okay, it goes without saying that playing games, baby, don't always mix. But I think Clap Hands Golf. It, I, I listened to your your episode of Mario Golf, and I've listened to that episode where you guys were talking about the best games of the first half of the year. Seriously, Clap Hands Golf is. Really spectacular. And I continue to play it on iPhone. And I started playing with the Backbone, which I initially didn't love. But it totally clicked for me. Uh, that game fucking rocks. And uh, it's great to be able to just, like, do a hole or two and stop and have it save your progress. And it's it's terrific. Did you say you play it with Backbone? I started playing it with the Backbone, yes. How does the swinging work? Uh, it's with the right analog stick. It's kind of like how those Tiger Woods games used to work, where you was pull it back and then push, push it forward.
1: Yeah. Uh, it works great love it um, Justin I sent you a link to the canon game from Wind Waker can you play a little bit of that for everybody spish, spish,
0: spish. you get it's great. it <laughs> it's love pretty it. good <laughs> it's pretty good
1: very good
0: I need to put that sound on a button actually now that I think about it I need to have it on my soundboard. When he, when you hit something Spleesh. when you hit something he goes
1: kaboom. It's it's fantastic.
0: Okay, so have I been playing anything? You guys what else you guys? Beat Saber custom Griffin, what's that?
1: Oh, that's Beat Saber. Yeah, there's you can uh, I, I was getting into Beat Saber but I didn't really like any of the songs that were in it so I just uh, got on uh, SideQuest, which is a platform you can use to sideload content onto your Quest. Uh, and through a very convoluted workaround, you can download your own songs into uh, into the game. And so I've been doing that, and it's dope. There's a lot of songs from... My jam now is the Celeste soundtrack is on there oh, almost cool. in its entirety, and the... Uh, the the finale of that soundtrack reach for the summit is like 11 minutes long oh and God. boy howdy that is a that is a uh, a gauntlet but it is exhilarating to get through that confronting myself too the one that that song that plays when you're uh sort of having the climactic battle at the end of Celeste is is on there too it's yeah it's fantastic there's also i've been playing a little bit of township tale which i mentioned earlier it's like a I don't know, pseudo life sim game for VR that I was pretty pumped about. Like you have to use an ax to cut down trees and then, uh, put that in a woodworking shop to chisel out a handle and then collect ore that you have to smelt down into a sword. It's like very act, you know, trying to be accurate crafting game basically, but it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's quite ready for prime time yet. So I don't want to go too deep in it. Um, I
0: was, I uh, uh, have not been playing a lot other than this game because I am just like wild about it. The one thing that I did, um, and it is called Progress to 100. This is, like, such an old game. Like, it's an extremely old game. You've talked
1: about it on this show before, I feel like.
0: I mean, that's possible because it came out in 2015. But, like, my daughter was wanting to play these, like, there's a lot of these, like, bad lateral thinking puzzle games on iOS that people, like, stream a lot on YouTube. Whatever, you know, it's like, make a path for the guy to do the thing. Um, So Progress to 100 is a game where there are, like, 100 individual stages that each one tasks you with, like, doing a different really interesting thing with the iPhone. Um and it, it's it's from this phase of iPhone development where like people were seeming to like really come up with unique things to do with it rather than just treating like a small bad computer that didn't have a mouse or a keyboard <laughs> or a game controller, you know what I mean? Like they were really leaning into it like you uh I think of like this and like the Simogo mm-hmm. games um uh, you know along the same lines, but like just to give you an example, of this one um there's one where it's like the screen just says like quiet down or something. And you you hear the sounds of a movie and your phone ringing and someone shushing you. And it's like, um, okay, what do you want me to do here? And it turns out what you need to do is like lower the volume on your phone, like physically like lower the volume. And that's how you pass oh, the cute. stage. And there's like – yeah, there's like a lot of – there's a 100 different ones like that. And uh, it's very – it's good for a kid. Like you can um, – you know, it's very simple for them to sort of – figure it out, but I've been having fun with that.
3: Uh And last up, uh I've been playing some Clap Hands Golf, and I've also been watching the films of Brian De Palma, despite someone crossing it out on our list of things to talk about. I'm, Who would I'm do that? I'm guessing Russ Frush Dick. Who
0: would do that? I'm guessing
3: Russ Fruschtick. But y'all, if you like trashy video games, see, there's a connection. You should check out the films of Brian De Palma streaming on Criterion Channel, specifically Blowout, And Body Double. I think you're going to really enjoy them. Anyway, here's the things that we talked about this week, because this is a new thing that we do that people seem to like. We talked about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, a divisive Zelda game now available on your Nintendo Switch. We talked about Clap Hands Golf. More. It's a golf game. You can play it on iOS. Great. We talked about Beat Saber Custom, which, uh, you know, go exercise in VR. We also talked about Ton Tail, a life simulation that is not ready for prime time. We talked about Progress to 100 for the umpteenth time. And we talked about Body Double, which is a great film by Brian De Palma. Next week, we're going to talk about Death's Door, which is kind of like Zelda meets, uh, I don't know, Dark Souls... Meets uh, The crow Not the movie the act, An actual crow And that's it
0: Have you ever read The Devil's Candy? It's a book About the making Of Bonfire of the Vanities No I've, I've wanted
3: vanities. to I, I've been listening You to would love it It is academy. absolutely I feel like I'm in Fucking school right now Like that's the how pom- bored I am Like the I the feel pom- like pom- I'm The Palma is the anti-school It's the Next funny. week we're gonna
0: talk about Death's Death's door So Death's Death door Is what we're gonna be talking about And uh, that's going to do it for this week on The Besties. So be sure to join us again next time for The Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends be like the world's best games?